1: Earth is a small town and everybody's your friend. And I dare say, even now, with everything that's going around in the world, uh-huh. what's, what's going on in the world, it is still as true as ever that the Earth is a small town and everybody's your friend, seriously. Yeah, but what's I, I, this
0: racket I keep hearing around us?
1: Okay, hi everybody, we are back. This is our first time out in the wild unmasked even and we are out we are at a coffee shop in the most one of the most beautiful places on the planet we moved matt and i moved here we are and this is what happened this show is more about the art of the start and throughout the last two and a half years talking to you all i kind of deep down felt like a hypocrite talking about friendship and going out there and creating bonds and meeting friends and developing and nurturing friendships when we were sitting all by our lonesomes in our kitchen talking about it so here we are and we're gonna tell you how we did it so here's what happened it was the power of a coupon matt had a coupon for a coffee shop i had how many years
0: i had a gift card two years
1: two years you had a coupon for coffee two years it was in his wallet
0: so just as the pandemic broke, and one of the things that convinced us that this pandemic might not be a joke was I was going to go meet with Amazon in Colorado. And I was going to go to their offices and they were going to do their spiel and give us free food and whatever, right? I was just going to go just check it out. I like talking to people. I like talking tech. That's what I do. So I scheduled to go. And just before I went, they canceled the event due to COVID. And I was like, but, but this thing isn't, a, this was before it was a big deal. And I was like, but this thing isn't a big, uh-oh, this thing is a big deal, isn't it? So they gave me this lovely gift card to speak with a uh, Amazon person. And I said, cool, it's free money. So I printed it out and I just held on to it.
1: Okay. I held on to it. But making the story short, yes. you had a coupon. And it was a, it was a coffee shop we normally don't go to. But anyway, you had this thing in your wallet and we never went out. We never really ventured out. The past two and a half years, we were in our kitchen the whole time. Right. So, we moved, guys, and Matt's like, I want to use my coupon. So, we walk into this lovely coffee shop, and it was pretty empty. It was super early in the morning. The weather was all dewy and misty, and the birds were chirping, and we were completely irrational, <laughs> right? I thought that, I mean, I still do look like a maniac, because this move was probably one of the hardest and we've had some hard moves this move was the hardest you guys it what? was no oh maybe because I was doing most of it. why do you always disagree with me are you serious right now are you I actually cool?
0: am we've had harder
2: moves uh,
1: this one was hard I usually set up the house in three days I'm very military minded about it I like get things done boom we're ready to go but I think we're on week three now and we are still surrounded with boxes in our home. Anyway, I digress. Thanks, Matt. Sorry. So the thing is, I didn't feel good. I felt like I looked like a maniac and we were sleep deprived. So we walk into this establishment. We walk into this lovely coffee shop and there was one person in, in there, right? I don't know. I didn't notice anybody else. I noticed one person, this beautiful woman sitting in the corner. And the only thing, because, you know, even though I'm a photographer, I don't notice any details on people. (laughs) It's all about a vibe. I pick up feelings. That's all I do. I pick up feelings. Matt reads and scans the whole room and can tell you everything that was written down. What was identity? What was that? No, born identity. What was that guy? The movie where he walks in and he notices everything in the room. You know, Minority I, Report. I don't know. With with the guy with Ben Affleck's best friend.
0: Right, right, Matt Damon. But you're probably thinking Born Identity, but I haven't seen that movie in a long Whatever, time. Whatever, you so. know, that kind
1: of ability where you can, like, spot things out. Thanks for disagreeing with everything I say. So what I'm saying is I, I only get the vibes. I get a feeling I can't tell you what color anything was or what it looked like. I can tell you what it felt like. But what I did notice was... This lovely woman was sitting there, and she was wearing pajama pants. I'm like, oh, my God, our people, our people, because that's what Matt and I do once in a rare moon, and we laugh to ourselves so hard because it's like, yeah, we did it. You know, totally defying society coming out in our pajama pants. Anyway, I saw the pajama pants, and the way she was sitting was, like, very statuesque model, like a model just sitting there. Anyway, so I'm like, I'm not going to look at her too much because I look insane. And she's probably going to think I'm crazy. Let's just order our drinks. We order our drinks. And then this person leaves. And I felt immediately sad. I'm like, oh, she left. Time
0: out, time out. Rewind. Rewind. Okay, when we walked in, I did notice the whole room. That's what I do. And although she may deny it, she went up and down. She looked at both of us. She studied us. She memorized us. I swear to God. And that's just it. When I looked over, I'm like, is that like an FBI person or what's the story? Hey, you took my because, yeah. because it was the classic story. I have a buddy who's a cop and always Back to the wall, knows where all the exits are, and looks at everybody coming in the room and the whole bit. That's what that's that's the way his brain is wired, and there's good reasons for that. And and you there was a very similar vibe.
1: So when she left, immediately Matt started talking about her. And at this point we're ordering our coffee at the same time. And the lovely person that was working with our drinks was like, okay, what do you want? I'm like, hold on, was that person that just left, was that FBI? I literally, I asked her that and she starts laughing (laughs) and she said, no, that's Marianne, she's our regular. (laughs) So we were sad because she left and we're like, well, okay, well let's go sit outside anyway. We go sit outside and here she comes again. And we're like, no way, here she comes again. And I'm like, I don't want to miss another opportunity. So we just jumped in there and we started to talk. Right, Matt, pay attention, right? Yeah. So what happened? Well, I forgot exactly what started our conversation. Anyway, I'm telling you all this because this kind of stuff happens all the time. There is magic around us all the time. If you pay and attention. When we started this podcast some years ago, I told you the reason actually before the podcast that we started this whole friendship thing remembering the art of friendship is because Matt and I all of a sudden felt, and I've been feeling it for decades every time I go on a photo shoot and I come back especially to the United States I'm like whoa This is not my idea of friendship. Like, what is happening? So over the last 20 years, I've noticed every time I come back to the United States, and it's now spreading to other countries, but, like, every time I come back, I'm like, what is happening? The art, it's an art, and it's disappearing. We don't know how to talk to each other, and it's being made worse now by everyone getting involved in politics and, like, It's ridiculous, it's unnecessary. And it's like, you have to be brave to say hello. You have to be brave, like, is that, it's crazy. It's like, it's like you have to be brave. I'm not saying you have to be brave to say hello, but it's like people are afraid to make connections. And then they think, well, I can make a friend, no problem. But here's the thing, our society, our culture has moved in such a way that even when you make friends, there is an art to keeping a friend because people get annoyed. People get, um, what's the word? Um, um, what's the word when they get like offended? Offended. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> people get offended for whatever reason. You get triggered by something that really has to do with you. You know what I'm saying? If there's a charge that you're connecting to and someone says something, it's all on me if I'm all of a sudden offended. But if I don't have a charge on whatever it is that offended me, I don't care. What I'm trying to say is that we're going to use our examples present day with all this noise in a coffee shop to introduce you to three beautiful friends that we made that feel like home. It feels like we have been family forever. And we're going to tell you exactly how we met and how we sparked it and how we initiated the whole thing with us all getting together so everybody I want you to meet your new friends we have Marianne good morning (laughs) Marianne is the one in the pajama pants the FBI
3: (laughs) which is very hilarious because the pajama pants and the trench coat that I wore was totally out of comfort and not
1: caring Right, I love it. I love it. So Marianne, then the following week introduced us to Danielle.
4: Hello everybody. (laughs) That is my daughter in the background. (laughs) Marianne is one of my best friends and um, I cannot wait to tell you more about our friendship. I want to hear
1: everything. And and can I just say how gracious you all are for sharing each other's friendship with us? And then we have to tell you about your next new friend, Hillary, the way we met her. And it turned out that Hillary and Marianne were friends. So we'll we'll tell you what happened next. But everyone, please meet your new friend, Hillary. Hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have a nickname for you.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: It's, it's crazy, not crazy milk lady.
1: Yes. Okay, so here's what happened. This is why Matt is calling Hillary crazy milk lady. Uh, uh,
0: uh Crazy, not crazy milk lady. Okay, okay. It's very so important that you hear the not in there.
1: So, Hillary, I need you to tell us exactly everything, but I'm going to tell the backup story of why Matt calls you that. Is that okay? Okay, so we, we met Marianne. She came back in the coffee shop, and she introduced us to her friend, Bill, who's sitting behind us right now, staring at us through his glasses. We talked, and then they had to go. And then we're like, okay, let's go to the store. So we went, we went to check out the local store. We had never been there. We go in there, we pull into the parking lot, and right when we pulled in, I looked in front of us, and I said, I bet you we're going to run into Marianne right here. I just have a feeling. I didn't express it out loud, but that's totally what I thought. So we go in the store. We wander up and down the aisles to figure out, well, how much does this cost in this area? Like we were just noticing everything. We made a big commotion because we wanted to apply for the discount card for the store. Right. And this whole time I kept seeing someone push this cart that had a bazillion gallons of milk in it, right? A bazillion. And. Uh, and we kept going to similar aisles and then i turned to you when we went to the checkout i'm like matt got milk i was like trying to make a funny and you're like we don't need milk i'm like It was a joke. Because the one who
0: observes everything all the time completely missed.
1: (laughs) Completely missed this. The one time I noticed something. All
0: I saw was a big cart of milk as we were walking to check out. And I was like, is this some kind of a grab a milk, one buy one, get one free? Because there's no way anybody has that in their cart because that would be crazy.
1: So going through this whole fiasco, maneuvering around the store, we end up back to the car. And we're trying to put stuff, jam stuff in the trunk of our car. And then who, pulls, who has pulled up right in front of our car in the spot in front of our car? Marianne. But now she looks totally different because she went home, showered, and changed. So you look so different. <laughs> but we still, I still recognized you. And then who comes up but Hillary with all the gallons of milk? <laughs> and you guys were like,
2: hey.
1: I'm like, I can't believe these people know each other. What is happening? Is this the town we live in? So anyway, that is Introduction to Hillary.
0: And so then I had to ask, okay, why? Because (laughs) I'm like, I, I had two thoughts in my head, obviously. Number one is, of course, you're crazy. And number two was, you probably run a business, like a bakery or something, and you were picking up lots of milk because you needed lots of milk for your business.
1: And that was the case. Hillary was getting milk for the coffee shop we were all at. So Hillary, hello. Good morning.
0: <laughs> so what did you think about two crazy people and one in particular asking you all about your business?
2: I am always happy to meet new people here. And this is such a small town that I feel like every time I leave the house, I run into somebody that I know.
1: And you know, when I was saying the world, the planet is a small town and everyone's your friend, it turns out we are from the same part of the world. And Hillary did the same thing we did. Because, you know, we made our move here, and then we felt bad. We're like, are we insane? Because we literally came here sight unseen. We traveled all over the state trying to find where we belong, didn't find it, went back to Colorado, all deflated, and then by some, by some coincidence found a way back here to this town we had never been to before. And house, never seen it. And... Um, The other day i was you know i cry every day because i'm like what have we done is this a mistake (laughs) i mean if it's not stuff exploding in the house it is a bear walking around in the yard what and so anyway so someone told me to go on this social app which i never do and i did and then here comes hillary was like hi we met at the supermarket and at the coffee shop i'm like oh my god milk <laughs> <laughs> and so we turned it turned out that hillary also has the same experience of did i tell you this Matt? Side scene a year ago a year before us so you also went through that whole coming here and exactly i didn't see the house until move-in day right same with us same with us and you said the most beautiful things about this town and it's true incredibly friendly people and you know we both come from an area of the country that is gorgeous but this place is it's it's another animal it is amazing so going back to our story this is how we do it the art of the start being brave enough to go past a look. I think in our culture, we've gotten to a point where we can't even look at each other because God forbid, what, are you looking at my hat? Are you, am I wearing the wrong color? What am I going to spark? Is it going to spark some outrage? Or, you know, me, I'm thinking, oh, my God, are they looking at me because I'm not Caucasian? They don't want me here. Do you know what I'm saying? There's so many thoughts that happen at the same time. So to go past all these issues now that we all have is a big hurdle. So how do how did we do it, guys? Marianne, take over. So
3: (laughs) I just wanted to mention that my own perception of how things went down in terms of how I saw both of you walking in, I was sitting in a seat that I don't ever sit in. And so the other seat that I normally sit in doesn't have a view of people. So when I was looking at you, which I didn't know that I was looking at you up and down, but I'm trusting Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I do have a way of quickly glancing and surmising.
1: That's a good skill. Surmising, surmising. I like that word
3: So I looked at you and I thought to myself Either I just never see people here because of where I'm sitting Or they are brand new (laughs) And then I looked at both of you and I saw beautiful hair On both of you And that's actually what I was very much noticing And probably staring at
1: You know what's so weird, Marianne, is I never get a haircut, but for this move, I specifically had my hair cut and designed in the hopes of meeting new friends. So like, I kind of, I I did a haircut specifically in honor of starting a start. You know what I'm saying? Like starting a friendship.
3: Yes. Cutting off past experiences. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, What's the word? Spooking, spiffing, spiffifying, you know, like yep. polishing.
0: You like to say zhuzh. Yeah.
3: Zhuzh.
1: You know, to zhuzh it up. It's ceremonial. It is quite important. I think it was directly linked for me being open enough. No matter how incredibly sleep deprived and tired I was feeling and in pain from moving, <laughs> I still had that zhuzh. I had that ceremony that that kind of kicked things off. So I think that's another key is however way we can zhuzh ourselves up. It doesn't have to be a haircut. It could be polishing your shoes. It could be wearing something on you that that gives you some extra superpower. I think that's key to meeting people. Well,
0: honestly, honestly, it brings about a little self-confidence.
1: And also a, a blanket of security. At security
0: blanket, yes, but if you're like, dang, I look good. (laughs) You're much more likely to, you know, feel comfortable and confident and approach people.
3: And on the flip side, when you wear pajama pants and don't care, there is a self-assuredness that you may not even be aware of, but it's kind of attracting the correct people.
1: Yeah, Matt calls it, you're down to clown. Absolutely.
3: Always down to clown. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just like
3: our dear friend, Danielle.
4: Danielle, yes. Um, So on friendship, I just want to say, I think it starts by teaching our kids young that people are to be friendly and to look at them and just say hi. I see so much as an educator and as a mom that people shy kids away from others and they learned very early on that it's something to be scared of and I really made an effort as having a young kid to have her say hi to everybody and to look at them and she's very self-assured in that which makes me very proud. I love how much you love this town. As you know, I grew up here. I'm still in the same house that I grew up in and I'm part of the town. I know everybody in this town and it's really special because you see the same people and you create those relationships. And I've been to many other places and not having that community and not being part of it is hard. And I think it, to make friendships, it's an effort and something that I try every day to do. So like being involved in as many things as possible and getting yourself out of your comfort zone, which is really hard. but. As many people as I know, I think real friendships are really hard to come by. And Marion and I have had lots of talks about that. And I think what makes our friendship real is that we're honest with each other. Like we have honest fights, and she tells me honestly when I'm being a poop, <laughs> and I can be honest with her. And there's been there's very, yeah. yeah as we all
3: are. I'm definitely, as Danielle just mentioned, I can certainly know that I can be a poop at times, but certainly not intentionally, and at times you have to bring that to light to your friend.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Being brave and having the capacity to deal with our poopiness. Everybody, everybody poops. <laughs> everybody is poopy at some point. I'm a
4: preschool teacher, so that's my language. Hey! <laughs> um. Well,
0: again, circling back to early on in our relationship. So, so when we were dating, we had a fight because we had a fight because that's what happens in relationships, friendships, or romantic. And Fawn was like, oh, it's over. We had a fight. And her friend said, no, 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 no. You had a fight, now you guys can get married.
4: Yeah. And that's the thing. It, real friendships and real relationships, you fight. I don't like to call it
3: fighting. I like to call it boundary finding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really That might be a semantics oh, thing. Good. But fighting sounds very intense to me. Right. It is. And you know I what? am intense. So,
1: you know, that is so true because first of all, words have such power. And that's another thing I noticed every time I came back to the United States is our words in our advertisements and everything. Our words are so violent in America, like everything, even even a cupcake show is Cupcake wars. War. It's war. Like, for a cupcake, oh my goodness. We have to really, really get control over that. That words have power, and we create through the power of the word. So you're right. Fight is not a good. Perfect. See? You are such a genius. A disagreement. It's... (laughs) Even disagreement. Boundary finding. I love it. I love it. I think a lot of friendships, it's great, you can start one, but the art of continuing on, usually you have to continue on once you get to that boundary-setting state. And that's where people are like, well, I'm walking away from that, you know. Which is what, yeah, which is what a lot of people do.
4: So I was just going to say, I have a lot of friendships I feel like are very surface, you know. How is it going but to get those real deep friendships when you have those boundary finding moments actually working through those and that's when i think like our friendship brought to another level for me and i a lot of times when those boundary finding moments happen one or both people just it's easier to just walk away from it and say well it's not worth it but it is worth it and to have those deeper relationships and those deeper conversations because our heart needs it.
1: Absolutely. Our hearts need it. Our economy needs it. Our country needs
4: it. You know. We all need it. Um, yeah. And it's okay to have disagreements. And what I find in today's world is it's like if we don't agree on politics or religion or whatever it is, it's like we can't be friends and that's not how I grew up or I you know a lot of us did. We just might not see things the exact same way. I find it really interesting to see it from the other person's point of view. Like, explain to me why you feel that. And a lot of times we're really similar and like, oh, I see that and I understand how you see that. I might not want to vote for that same person or whatever it is, but I get it. So I always try to figure out like why they feel that way. I find it really interesting. <laughs>
1: Man and I, when we started the podcast, I was really focused on doing events in the community to talk about all these issues. And one of the people that I, I enjoyed listening to that I totally agreed with was like uh, the kind of guy who works with the government and he works with hostage situations. And so he also said that when he's, he deals with terrorism and getting people back that were hostages. And so he said that Bottom line, people are not heard. If no matter who you're dealing with, no matter what kind of extreme situation you're dealing with, if the person feels heard by you, you will have resolution.
0: Well, I think when a person is heard, all of a sudden now you're getting through, you're getting past the emotional blockers that somebody has in their mind, because I always talk about how if you're emotionally connected to something, it's really hard to do anything with that can only really speak to the logical part and so there's a couple corollaries that uh, logic can't get you out of a problem that emotion's gotten you into et cetera, et cetera. anybody who's ever fallen for the wrong person knows exactly how that one feels so yeah absolutely
1: like I didn't tell you this um Matt but like yesterday the girls and I were at the store and we saw this person and we stood there for 15 minutes and had the most lovely heart-to-heart talk because I saw great beauty and genius in this person that had nothing to do with politics but i could tell the man wanted to start crying because we recognized his genius his love like and we had a human interaction and i knew i had a friend you know even though we had you know let's let's take whatever it was that we thought we labeled him as let's take it out of it but like it was just beautiful and we made a friend and honestly like i felt like we had each other's backs and it just got back to that village feeling of the earth is a small town and everybody is your friend so you guys this is our first real like in-person conversation because every time we've met this is our third time meeting but we've never sat down to have a conversation. This is our first conversation together, aside from quick texts. But look, you guys, this is our first conversation, and we went deep. Do you know what I'm saying? It is like when you meet your people and everyone is your person. It is a homecoming. This is our first conversation. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about the weather, who cares? We're not talking about the politics. What's happening, Hillary? What are you doing?
2: This is the first time I've talked really talked to Danielle and I'm watching our daughters. This is the first time our daughters have met and they are just having an absolute blast together and it makes me so happy. And this wouldn't have come together without this.
1: We just needed to break bread. We needed ceremony.
4: If I may say, it's just beautiful. Children do this so naturally. And I see it with my daughter wherever we go, she just is so genuine in herself and making friends. And I think we could take some lessons from them. Because I forget how just to be myself sometimes and just to be open and take the time and not worry about what the next appointment is what the text text is because we are always binging and I'm looking at my phone while I'm getting coffee and I am so sorry and I'm not making that genuine connection with somebody who's giving me the coffee and I think it's hard to live in the moment these days and it's something I'm fully working on and I you can see it with children all the time and It's refreshing and eye-opening. So thank you for giving us this opportunity to really sit down and be ourselves.
2: Be real. I mean,
1: First of all, thank you for allowing us in your friendship circle. You are so giving. It's like when someone is in desperate need of food and water, that is friendship. I think a lot of people, once they do have friendships, they're so guarded and like don't want to share their friends with others. Much like if someone is starving and needs a, a loaf of bread, you're like, people don't share their bread. They don't break bread. So can I just say, not only are you all the most seriously beautiful people we have met. Your friendships are beautiful and your generosity is even more beautiful. And I feel so welcomed and I feel so reassured in the world that I know deep down exists. You all are embodying that. And the way that you have welcomed us into this community and welcomed us into your little not little friendships but in your grand beautiful uh cozy friendship is what i'm the kind of word i'm looking for is incredibly generous and beautiful and i want to thank you and wh- there was something else i wanted to say as far as the kids because we know Ellen and allegra are now like becoming these teenagers right and i want to say that like for for example el Elle, el's are first born um, she was so open like she was the ambassador of love we would go to the local swimming pool or like the local whatever it was and she like and i and i've talked about this on our podcast before like for example this was this was typical for her two years old two years old she would bust open the doors cause she's like bam bam she was always very strong like with one one with one arm in diapers, she would move a couch. It was insane. It was like superhero stuff. But so she would, you know those, those doors in auditoriums that you have to like push down and push open? They're heavy. She would blast those doors open with her little, little hands and she would put her arms out to the whole s- huge swimming pool area and she would exclaim to the whole place, we're, we get to swim today, everybody. Yay. And then only the elderly would, would like start laughing because they knew how precious every moment of life is and how our interactions and everything we do, we do is a blessing. It is a blessing to go to the store and pick out any kind of milk you want. Like truly. Absolutely. You know, that sense of entitlement that has taken Absolutely. over people but w- go and then going back to kids what happened is we started to come across kids that were mean that were closed off and i'm like you know what yes kids innately know what it's like but they very quickly learn from their parents in our current state of society to not be that way whether it's stranger danger kind of mentality to you don't have the right shoes so i'm not going to hang out with you even at a very, very young age, and so we started noticing that, and then we started noticing our kids closing up, like they were these beautiful flowers that had opened up, and then all of a sudden, bloop, they like closed up. And it's a struggle. It is a struggle, even for us, for them, for us to like be open-hearted again after being hurt so much by mean people.
3: I can't agree more. And what's so interesting, when you come to a point in life, I am approaching a magical number this year, and as all numbers are magical, but this happens to be a milestone. And I know that being a child and having open-heartedness, I believe that I had open-heartedness throughout and while having that, I was very hurt by many things that many people go through. As humans, were very hurt and we're very resilient. But it's so interesting at this point in my life where I feel childlike, which I've always felt childlike, but it's my heart is so wide open because I have been hurt. And then I learned how to be my own friend again.
1: Yeah. Exactly, that's where it starts. Like back to dating like we started this whole thing based on the concept of dating matt and i were like well what happened we used to make friends all the time and then we we noticed very quickly in our culture all of a sudden something shifted where to find a friend was harder than finding your one true love on the planet i'm like oh my god it's like dating all over again danielle is saying absolutely we're all sharing one mic so
4: um i just couldn't agree more i talk about this so much and marianna and i talk about this so much about how hard it is to find friends as you get older and like real friendships not like those surface ones and have those real conversations so thank you for having this podcast because i think it's so critical for so many people because so many of us feel it and um
1: and no one wants to talk about it because we really don't because it I feels don't know why. like oh it, this is why because people think there's something wrong with them it is it's shameful that they don't have friends but guaranteed 90% of the people out there don't have a friend that they can turn to for real like arm in arm in person you know more than 90% we've done the research guys and you know uh, going back to the kids thing Marianne's stepping away for a second. Okay, are you coming back? Okay, she's coming back. But, like, the kids, I think, one of the other things, like, when I started to notice these things, I had people tell me, Danielle, all the time, oh, you'll make friends through your kids and their friends. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is so wrong because my kids, I want them to learn from my example. Absolutely. I'm not going to wait for them to make friends so I can have friends because of their friends' parents. No, they need to learn how it is, how you can, everything we mentioned. How do you make a friend? How do you resolve uh, misunderstandings together? Like, they need to see all of that as me as the example, as Matt as the example. Matt, you've been very quiet. I have. Um, but they need to see that, and they need to depend on me for friendship, not the other way around. So that that's another thing I think is wrong with our culture, is like we're putting too much responsibility on the children, you know? Yeah,
4: I, I have heard that exact same thing many times. Oh, well, when she starts school, you'll meet all the friends from you know, sports and all of that. But that never made sense to me either. I always had my own friendships. I think it's really important for parents to take their own time to go on their dates, to make have their relationships with others. And somehow it became when all my friends started having kids all about their kids' friendships, their kids' sports, their... Um, That's what their life resolves around. And I never wanted my life to be what her life was. I have my Mm -hmm. own life, and that's what she needs to see. And Marianne and I have talked about this a lot as well. A lot of my friends actually don't have kids because they are still doing stuff for themselves and still going out and, you know, doing races or whatever they are doing. Because my friends that have kids, yes, they have several, but they don't want to... They don't have time. They don't make time for themselves to do those things. It's a luxury that they don't afford themselves for whatever reason. And it's expensive. I understand everybody's tired. There's a lot going on. But I think it's really critical to make that time for them to see your friendships and you prioritizing yourself. And do you see that as a mom, too?
2: Absolutely. My child is so extroverted. And I am not. It's taken me until my mid-30s to really come out of my shell and... I feel like I'm just now learning how to make friends. I've kind of spent my whole life being by myself and it almost kind of took the pandemic to make me realize I need a village, I need friends, I need support. And I'm literally, honestly, like starting over in my mid (laughs) thirties, trying to meet people. And now that I have a child, it's really brought me out of my shell and I, I don't want her to be closed off from people because I, I felt like I was always closed off, and I want her to see me have friendships. I want her to uh, to see a happy mom and see that I have support and I have friends. And um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you all hear this term that it that takes a village? Thank you for sharing. Yes, that was very beautiful, Hillary. Um, But going back to that term, like when we had kids, we always heard, oh, it takes a village, you know, depend on the village. I'm like, where's the village? There is no village.
4: There used to be a village. It's unfortunate that it's subsided over time. And Um, I think you have to make your village. I, I know I don't have family around and I've made my own village with my neighbors and close friends like Marianne and others. But it's hard these days to make a village and you do need a village. That's what is this pandemic has definitely shown out of anything that we need a village.
1: And I've been saying this way before the pandemic and everyone thought I was insane. Everyone got, what's the word for it, Matt? Like people would get so offended.
0: Right, they get very defensive oh, though. Oh my defensive. It's, it, it's a weird combo.
1: Yeah, defensive because I'm like, hey, have you noticed that this is happening in our culture? Or that like, what is the reason that people are so, you know, this will this, show you how long I've been doing this, okay? why is it that sex in the city is such a hit show why is it that big bang theory is such a hit show why is it that entourage is such a big show if you look around no one is going out for brunch no one is shopping together no one is meeting on a daily basis no one has an entourage of friends that they work and hang out with what is that it is right it's interesting that Those shows are popular because we're living vicariously through these shows. But in fact, this is what we all want. This is what you know. This is what it's about. Friendship is family. When I make a friend, you guys are my family. I will do anything for you, except I don't like picking you up from the airport. That because I don't (laughs) like driving, and I always the police always get me at the airport. I don't like it. I don't. Don't ask me. Anyways, anyways, yeah, that's my. I don't. The airport freaks me out. You guys, anyways. but I'll do anything for you. You are my family. Same, instantly. I
3: had a thought that might feel like a tangent, <laughs> if I can remember it after I love those. I've been having caffeine. <laughs> I believe that part of this, a giant part of the trend in how things have changed, is that we have become very impatient because of modern technology and the pace of the world. So we are now so quick with everything. We cannot listen the same. I noticed that early in probably the mid 2000s, I was supervising much younger people. And when I would communicate through text or any other way, there was almost an irritated feeling energy coming back at me because I was probably 15 plus years older and the communication skills have drastically changed. So if you have friends of different ages, most especially younger friends, there's an impatience and that's when people close themselves off if they feel that they're not being heard and that people don't have the patience to simply hear something through to its
1: finish. Absolutely. You know, and this, that now sparks me on another tangent that I always talk about that Danielle also brought up and I wanted to say. There's a whole thing going on with ageism. There's a whole thing going on with, like, there's so many factors involved. Like, why are we all so busy? Why is our attention scattered? Is it technology? Like, you know, uh, Matt is in that field of that technology. But I, we, you agree with me, Matt, that it's really not technology. I think there's a greater thing happening where it, it makes the masses behave a certain way because we become more sheepish. There's a, there's like, it's like, not to sound like a crazy conspiracy person but it's like it's a force that has divided us so that we don't get together because when we're together we're stronger if i'm standing next to you marianne arm in arm i'm more apt to say that's not right if i see something that's a mis an injustice out there i can be more verbal and go what are you doing that's not okay do you know what i'm saying but if i'm by myself i'm afraid to say something I mean, I think I'll just be honest. I think that's most people, most people would feel that way. So I think that's happening. And also because as Americans, we are such hard workers. We are always working and we don't have the health care that's that's set up in our society. So not only are we working so hard, but if we have to go to the doctor, that will knock us out. I'm sorry. It's expensive. And like you can't afford to get sick you can't afford to take time off you, we don't have vacations unless you have a very special job Terrible. nobody nobody has vacations and if you are long enough in a job maybe after a few years you get two weeks pay but hello we need three months People have whole seasons where everybody's off and they can come together and play together and, and relax and cook together and eat together and like see each other. But if we're constantly busy and it, it, we're const, I, I don't blame technology. I think there's a greater force out there beyond the technology.
3: I totally see your point. And I also think that we don't necessarily, of course we do require more vacation time, but I think in a self care, way we should be balancing our days in terms of having boundaries where we say this is when I work this is when I spend time with my family this is when I spend time for me this is when I spend time for my village and figure that out on a daily basis so that it doesn't come to a point where you feel very desperate that you need to take a solid six months off
1: right Right. But if it was set aside for us to do in our society, it would be we would be so much healthier. And you know what? Matt says that all the time. Matt, why are you quiet? And then when uh, we. There's you... so many
0: people talking. I, I
1: just you feel have to like jump I'm going to tangentially
0: throw us in different directions.
1: Well, Matt always talks about how. I'm, I'm totally interrupting you. Go ahead. I, but I wanted you to... <laughs> now I'm
0: totally interrupting well, you.
1: I wanted you to talk about how you definitely make. tell work that, look, I'm not going to be reachable. But the thing is, most people, even when they go on vacation, their job demands that they're still connected. So you can't, you can't take a break?
0: Well, yeah, uh, things, uh, and they're very, very small things, like I don't put the instant messenger on my phone. I definitely disconnect at times. I'm also a big fan of paying myself first, as they like to say when you're you're doing your budgeting, when you pay yourself first, and then you pay your taxes, and I pay myself emotionally first. And I do that first in the day. I literally get up, I get up god-awful early, And I I have two hours. I have a two-hour block in the morning that's just for me. And then I start my day, and my day starts with not work. My day starts with things that I'm learning, and then I have breakfast, And and then I start my work day. And I ceremonially put away my computer at the end of every day so it's done
1: so guys there's so much to talk about and we have to wrap it up because we all have to go but we're going to continue this conversation you know what we should do we should do a whole town podcast and really get into the art of community and village maybe we should call it something like the village or something i don't know but there's so much to talk about and you guys again to reiterate this is our first conversation together and look at look at everything that we've hit on do you know what i'm saying and this is the beauty this is the art of friendship this is the art of the start we're starting in real life look at us we're out here in a coffee shop and here we go and hillary or no someone needs the mic it's marianne nope hillary
2: one thing that i was thinking about i had to tend to my child but when we were talking about tv shows i I feel like we're like self-conscious or something to talk to other people. I, s- I feel like in TV shows, you can just walk into somebody's house and talk and hang out. And I feel like we're so self-conscious about what our home looks like. We're, we don't want to invite anybody in.
1: Oh my God, great point, <laughs> Hillary. Can we talk about that next? Yes. What's the deal with that? (laughs) Yes. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up, but we're going to continue. Yes, and I just wanted to
4: say thank you so much for bringing us all together. I feel like this has brought us all closer, and I appreciate it. Nice to be with you guys today. So tune in. We're going to do it again.
1: Can I
3: just have one final thought? (laughs) That I know that we went on lots and lots of tangents because our brains are very active, (laughs) but I feel like it's the tapestry of communication and the art of true communication where this happens and then we are able to go out into the world and continue this
1: beautifully said beautifully
2: said this was a great opportunity thank you
1: all right we'll talk to you guys next time tune in and see- we'll see how this unfolds like a beautiful flower remember the earth is a small town and everyone's your friends
0: And be a good host.
1: And reach out to us. If you want to be on our show, reach out to us. Go to ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. And we'll see you next week, you guys. Bye. Be well.